Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It is now 9.08. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, it is center stage. That's what time it is, center stage. All things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. There is so much to know. There is so much going on in these great cities and uh, the state of Minnesota, don't don't second guess all of these cities, all of these towns, all of these areas. It is really quite remarkable, remarkable how many times we get to do this. So I am honored to be here tonight. And my fa- first guest is someone that I have uh, admired for many years. His name is Craig Lawrence Rice. He is the MSP film programmer, and he has been working on films for so long. He's been doing great work. And if you'd have never heard of him, please, we encourage you to find out who he is, and hopefully you will learn that in this interview. Welcome, Craig. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Man, I'm great now. I get to hear your voice. You know, you do great things, and you hardly talk about what you do. I mean, when it's time to talk about the films, man, you are on it. But let me tell you, I am in awe of all that you do. Tell Thank me, you. Tell me why is it that you love films and that it has really become your passion? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, I mean, it was something that I got into very early on, my parents, we're really into music, you know, because I, I can play and all that, too. But the other passion that my, my really came from my family was films. They always they took us to movies. They didn't really they wanted us to understand stories. And 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 so as a as a as a five year old child, I wanted to make movies. I mean, I, I knew what they were. My parents knew what they were. And this is you know, a weird time because it was in the 50s. But they were really into it. And I just remember really the emotional power of film to me to educate to enlighten and to entertain was just more powerful than anything i love music because music is probably the most abstract art form emotionally but there's something about people seeing other people there's an introduction to to humanity uh, mm-hmm. it fascinates me and i think that we, we what films can do is they they can actually create some kind of a love and i mean you're not necessarily romantic love but a, a love of people and what they're thinking and cultures and and um just i just think that's just to me that's always been the fascinating part it is fascinating and we're all learning that fascination with you along with you um it is quite incredible sometimes uh, films come back and and are being seen over and over again and people love it and they get inspired to keep watching to keep to keep finding out what's going on so when do you first start announcing all of the films that you work with um, well, for the for, for for example, for 
what we're doing right now, and it starts October 11th, is what's called Cine Latino. It's mm-hmm. a series that goes on about Latino films, and it's uh, collected from all all around the world, not just from America. That goes up, and there's like 13, 14 films that are just based on that that, that goes up at the, the main theater downtown um, uh, Minneapolis on Main Street. And that will be going on for, for till the 19th. And I think that's an incredible thing because people don't understand the level of Latino uh, people cultures that are here in town and also how long they've been here. I mean, over a hundred and some years, Latinos have lived in this state. So I like to do that one. And then next thing gone going is what I do at the Capri, which is now, if you can believe it, John, it's eight years. Eight years. I'm sitting here looking at it, man, looking at the press release. It's amazing. Well done. (laughs) Well done. You know, it was rough in the first year. I mean, there was there was movies. There were three people in the audience, but you know, last week we had 130 people. So you know, for the for Till, we had the uh, the Emmett Till story, or, or actually, it's about Emmett's mother more so than anything else. But I just think that 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 I start that um, probably in the spring selecting films and trying to get people to to speak on it and then get build up a whole program at the capri that's kind of my my real love because the type of films that i do at the capri are more what i i I know this is a real not real term but more um urban based films that create conversation Mm -hmm. so we conversations that are needed by the way yeah, yeah, and just talk about topics and issues and cultural things, and so that's kind of I really believe to, to the point that we made before about the you know the power of music. It's one power, but the power of film and this conversation and to stimulate various conversations are what I really approach there. So that goes on until June. June is our last one for that, but um, and then the Minnesota, I mean Minnesota, sorry, Minneapolis St. Paul International Film Festival mm-hmm. starts. April, and that's over 200, almost 300 films from all over the world. So people get a chance to expose themselves to all the cultures of the world. Um, It's like traveling without leaving. (laughs) 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 I encourage everybody to travel, but sometimes people can't quite get get out there and do that. But if you can come to these films, you can actually see the world. Um, And uh, we try to, or I try to, I should say, really try to um, really find films in Latin America and Afro-Latin American people, also African uh, people, just so, again, we get not just European, but really from any place and every place we can. It's kind of my goal. Um, and I've been obviously been dedicated to the screening selection and programming of films as well as making films as a producer-director. So. so you've been doing this for for such a long time. Uh, tell me, how is it that you still have the love of films, no matter if it's something tragic, like the story of Emmett Till, which was one of the first uh, films to come out on September 7th. It's called Till. Yeah. Um, and now yeah. here we are moving further and further in. And I'm just yeah. curious to know, how do you know when that movie is the right one on that day to play I, so I, that people can come? It's interesting you say that because somebody else asked me this years ago. How do how do I program? It's the, what I feel that the, the the time frame is right for. Like next month, we're doing uh, uh, the uh, uh, the Neville Defeat of Mister and Pete, and that's in October. And it's it's a it's a film about um, two young men 
boys who actually are abandoned by their mothers um, and have to try to survive in mm. Brooklyn on their own. And it's but it's got that I wanted younger people to come and see that, so I figured I'd wait till school started, kind of the thing. Um, and then in November, I'm doing a, a, my for my first Native American film that we're showing is called Lakota Nation versus the U.S. And for those who have not seen this movie or have only heard about it, I'm, I, I, I've seen a lot of Native American films. This is perhaps the, the best I've ever seen that really encapsulates that what's, what happened to them, where they are today, and where they want to go. Uh, it's an excellent film. Um, I think it's probably going to be, I would suspect this might be a, an uh, Oscar-nominated film um, coming up because it's it's complete. It looks good. It's it's an incredible film. Then I try to come to Christmas and try to do something that's a little bit more celebratory. And mm-hmm. so I, you know, the, the Chevalier, which is about the the black um, violinist in Europe, um, nice. which is more you know about music. And again, you know, I have as you know, I have this thing about music. So I I, <laughs> I think of Christmas and music and people's things that people can walk away with and sort of feel you know, celebratory about. And so I do that. And then getting into, like, I'm doing in February, I'm doing the league, which is about baseball. It's baseball time. So it's about the Black Negro League. So I, I program kind of that way. And then, obviously, I, for some strange reason, I do this every June. Yes. Try <laughs> Make the film just fun because, again, we got, you know, in the Minnesota, if we survive the winter, all we really want to do now for at least a couple of months is to have fun. So I got the blackening, which is I'm sh- showing that time as I showed last year. I did, did uh, The Last Dragon, and just because I think it's important for us to. Last get... Dragon, yeah, man. It's yeah. <laughs> awesome. Some people came to that movie, had seen it 14 times. And so, you know, it's just people, those are films that it, not there for specifically for a message, but again, we have to kind of balance ourselves out um, in the world with understanding um, entertainment, laughter, fun is part of what really makes you feel alive. You know, I, I, I you know, I've been accused of having too many serious films, but I try to balance them out, and that's just just, just me personally trying to balance out all the things that really encapsulate life and especially life in the city. So mm-hmm. so is there a committee yeah. that um, works with you to decide on what movies should go, should happen on what days? Uh, no, no, we do first Thursday of every month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of standard except for July and August. And I select the films and then Jesse uh, Bishop, who is the, the, the lead program for the organization for the film society, he and I discuss it and we obviously we try to get what we can get. We can't always get every film that, that I would like to get, so we kind of figure out which one we can get. Um, and then I, so then I obviously talk to Capri, let them know. Um, Janet over there specifically does a lot of the promotion stuff for it. But, um, yeah, no, for the last eight years, it's really kind of been, you know, for good or for bad, it's been me. So, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so so, so here's like, the, the last piece. Person. Go ahead. <laughs> I just said, if somebody don't like the movie, I'm the person that they can blame. So <laughs> there you go. Okay, so I want to make sure we know when the next film is uh, Thursday first, uh, the the Thursday of each week, or right? Is every, that correct? First Thursday of every month, so October every 5th, month. Okay. The next, and and interesting, it's going to. I'm bringing in Michael Starberry, who is the writer who wrote that. He and he lives here. Um, he also 
has written um, the, uh, he's been incredible writer, works with Ava DuVernay and all her series of her TV. He's written all those. Um, um, Kaepernick one, he wrote that one and was executive producer of that. So he's coming to talk about that film. Um, and then November 2nd, we're doing the Lakota Nation. December 7th, we're doing the Chevalier. Mm-hmm. Um, and res- respect is January 4th. Um, as you know, and you'll be there, hopefully. Um, and the league is uh, February 1st. Mother George uh, is March 7th. And that's a great film. It's by an African director, but it's about African uh, from Nigeria living in New York. It's an incredible film. Um, then April 4th, we're going to do the uh, Nikki Giovanni film. Oh, my Nigeria. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anybody can come and see these, right? Anybody, yep, we have a, uh, we have two ways. There's a sliding scale, you know, what you can afford. Mm-hmm. You know, and that you know, five dollars per person fee. Um, we show the films, and right after that, there's usually somebody that's going to lead the conversation that has some kind of either either they made the film or they have some kind of a thematic connection to it um, and can discuss it with the audience. My goodness, I wish we had more time together. You have so much in that incredible brain of yours, and you have the heart for it all. So thank you so much for what you are doing in Minnesota with films, black films specifically, or Native American. I mean, we could go on and on and on, and I wish you well. I hope there's a way that I can help you in the future. And, yes, respect is January 24th, and I'm so looking forward to coming in and talking about the conversation after the films. And every one of the films that you do, are they all, do they all? all have a conversation after the film. I thought so, yes. So thank you for what you've done. Thank you for what you are accomplishing in the name of all of these beautiful actors, these beautiful hearts that have put so much into it. So thank you for joining us tonight. I will have you back on soon. Thank you so much, Craig. No, you got my number. Just call me, you know. Yes, sir. I will. You take care. Thank you, sir. Thank Thank you. That was Craig Lawrence Rice. If you do not know who he is, find out. Find out the films that he has studied and dealt with and decided to build this this, um, incredible amount of First Thursday films. Do not forget. Go and find it. Check it out if it's at the the Capri Theater or wherever it is at that main theater. Um, Just go and see what he is doing, what he's put his hands to, and you'll know why I keep talking about how brilliant he is. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, I'm so excited because someone, the family that I love, is kind of like another one of my families. It's Paul Peterson and many of the Petersons that are um, doing this classic American rockers uh, explode past hits with band members who have played with Prince, Dylan, Steve Miller, Fleetwood Mac, John Meyer, Bonnie Raitt, and many others at Crooner's Belvedere Room. And this is happening on September 29th that Paul Peterson has pulled together along with his family. Um, it's amazing. Patty Peterson, my sister. <laughs> uh, Tommy Barbarella is on the keyboards. Jim Anton is on the bass. Joey Finger is on drums. Joe Elliott is on guitar. There is so much going on at this this classic American rocker show, if you take a look at it on September 29th, it's at the Belvedere Room at Crooners. You do not want to meet it. The time that's happening is 8 o'clock to 9.30. Cost is 40 to $50. And now it's time to talk to Paul Peterson to find out what we're going to hear. How you doing, Paul? I'm so good. It's so good to hear your voice, my second family. I know, Everything right? good here. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean... There are songs that you guys are going to cover, you know, like some of the great cover bands have done. And this classic American rockers, tell us more about it. What should people expect? Well, you know, Gerilyn, it some people may know me by uh, my association with the Prince camp. In yeah, the association. Yeah, right. He gave you the name, man. St. <laughs> Paul. But, yeah, right. He gave me the name St. Paul. Yeah, but what a lot of people don't realize is right around that same time, yeah. Uh, I got a call to be in the Steve Miller band and I was in the Steve Miller band for five years with my two brothers, Ricky and uh, Billy. And uh, you know, Billy went on to, to play with them for 25 years and Ricky uh, plays with Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks. And mm-hmm. I played with Peter Frampton. So we have a classic rock side to the Peterson family too. And it's so much fun to be a play all these hits that we uh, were lucky enough to, be a part of and touring with the original bands, you know, so we get to do songs like Big Old Jet Carolina. Yeah. It's so much fun to do all that <laughs> swing town and fly like an eagle. And and then we, of course, we add in a couple of different things like that, uh, different uh, songs in there that we just love. So it's all the classic rock hits that we all grew up with. And it's just a really fun evening. You know, you've been rocking it out for a long time now, and you do guitars and vocals, but you play drums. I mean, what don't you play? (laughs) Well, I remember playing bass and drums with you and your family when I was 15 years old, and your brother, J.D., took me. was the first guy to take me into the recording studio. I want you to know that. No kidding? I'll never, ever forget that. I did not know that. Children's Theater. Yeah, we, we did a song, and I'll never forget the name of it because it left such an impression on me. Find yourself another man. <laughs> God love, I just can't stand. Doesn't that sound like your brother? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You know, J.D., yeah. he's the uh, the eldest uh, child in the family, and it is amazing what he has accomplished. And I look at your family. You guys have accomplished so much. It is remarkable how far the Petersons have come, how how many years that you've been at this. Tell me, how many years have you did you play with Prince? You know, I was in the Prince camp from the time I was 
I don't know, nine, I guess seven, I was 17, 1983 through 1986. It wasn't that long a time, but let me tell you something. Um, the time I was there, everything he touched went, you know, turned to gold. I was lucky enough to be in uh, Morris Day in the time during Purple Rain, and then he had heard me sing evidently during the filming of Purple Rain and made me the co-lead singer in a group that he had called The Family. So my time there was fairly short, but it was incredibly impactful uh, on me, I'll tell you that. Well, I tell you, people are going to hear this high-profile band um, because it's going to blow up the house and... Of course, people are going to hear about it. The Belvedere Room is where it's happening at Crooners. It's one day, September 29th. Don't forget that date, September 29th, right? Yeah, and it always sells out, so make sure that you get your tickets soon, 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 because I want you to see this band. It is so cool and so much fun. Oh, my gosh. Whatever you do is really cool and so much fun. So <laughs> tell the whole family, hey. the whole band, I said, hello, I'm going to do my best to be there. Y'all are going to slam it because that's what you do. You're going to do it. You're going to do well, it. <laughs> thank you. You know how we feel about you and your family. Uh, we love you. And uh, don't forget to come to Crooners on the 29th of September for the classic American rock. You don't want to miss it. That's it. I know you are. Are you bringing your wife with you just because? Because she's so pretty. Are you coming, honey, to this gig? (laughs) He says, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) That's what wives say, man. (laughs) Check this out. I got got breaking news for you. Okay, real quick. I'm going this week and my daughter is getting married. (gasps) Shut up. Oh, my God, Paul. That is fantastic. In that great news. Wow, so great news. Doing. Oh, I can't wait to hear more. I'm going to call. Look, I'm going to show up at Patty's house, so just tell her, okay? I'm going to show up so I can hear right. more. I love you, Paul. Right. So excited to have right And back. people show Thanks up, so honey. Much. Y'all, come on. September 29th, 8 to 9.30. Don't miss it at Crooners. Take yep. care, honey. That's uh, right. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. We'll be back in a moment. Our next guest, of course, um, is also exciting to me. So I hope that you will stick and stay with Rohan Preston joining us. We have a really good time with our conversation, so stay tuned. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment that we love to talk about. I don't care if it's movies or if it's theater or if it's concerts. The one thing about the Twin Cities, as well as the rest of this great state of Minnesota, we are definitely at the top of the heap. We just love the arts and um, what is happening here. Um, in our in our state is just beautiful. More and more people are moving here. More and more people are getting involved in the arts, and that's important to all of us here at WCCO. Rohan Preston, we hope, will be joining us any minute now. Of course, Rohan Preston has been around for a very long time. He is the lead theater critic um, at the Star Tribune since 1998. Can you believe that? And um, over those decades, he has interviewed a raft of Luminary performing arts, including playwrights like Arthur Miller, 
August Wilson, Edward Albee, and Tony Kushner. I will never forget meeting Tony Kushner. It was only a, a moment, and I just so I was so happy that I had a chance to meet him. And of course, with uh, Rohan Preston, he's doing so much more than than just being um, a big part of of uh, a theater critic. He's doing so much more, and he loves what he does. He loves going to New York and seeing the plays on Broadway, and he's able to come back and write about it in our great state of Minnesota. So that's been a wonderful thing. I do not think we are going to get him on tonight. I hope he will call in and see if we can get him on. We're going to take a break. And then we're going to come back and see if we can uh, contact Rohan Preston and see how things are going um, for him. He is doing a lot. And again, he's the lead theater critic for the Star Tribune and has been doing that since 1998. All right, we'll be back in a moment. Welcome back, everyone. Again, we are in the midst of Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. And I do want to mention to you that the Steels were performing at the State Fair. I talked about it last Sunday, and that was September 1st and September 2nd. So many of you came out. It was so much fun. We had a great time with you. And uh, this September, of course, September 21st, the Steels um, are performing at MacPhail. If you know where MacPhail is, downtown uh, Minneapolis, it's easy to find. Um, we performed last year for their Be That Neighbor um, event, and oh, did we have a, a great time. Be That Neighbor is a nonprofit, and they are doing great things. If you'd like to help support them, go online to MacPhail and, and read about them or go to their website. I believe it's bethatneighbor.org. And find out a lot about them. We are performing on the 21st at McPhail in the Antonello Hall. And we are so excited to return this year. We have a great lineup of music. Oh, my gosh. you got to come and hear some of this music. It's it's just amazing. And I love, love, love singing with my family. So that's September 21st. Tickets are available. Just go online to McPhail and see if you can find the information um, on how to get the tickets. Um it's, it's so much fun. The music is awesome. People are sometimes up on the sides dancing or out in the, in the audience just dancing in their seats. It's just wonderful. So I hope you'll come and, and feel all of that peace and joy that is offered in that space on September 21st. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing you there. You can always look them up, bethatneighbor.org. You can also make a donation if you like. Do not hesitate to come and see us. We'd love to see you there. It is what we love to do is to stand right in front of you and sing our hearts out. So if you can come, if you can make it, I would love to see you. And bring that beautiful smile that you have, each one of you. Just bring that smile, and you'll help all of us smile as well. Um, there's a lot going on here in the Twin Cities. There's so much when it comes to music and plays and so much more. We've been trying to reach out to Rohan Preston, and we have not been able to reach out to him or to um, contact him. However, he is always doing so much when it comes to theater here in the Twin Cities, staying on top of it all, from the new pieces that are being um, forged forward. Um, just know that we all appreciate it here. And one thing about Minnesotans, we go to theater. We go to theater. We try not to miss 
you know, whether they're big events, smaller events. We work with um, some of the small nonprofits here in the state of Minnesota. There are so many theater companies. There are so many that are doing great things. Even though they may be small, they're doing great things, and you don't want to miss out on that. So please um, support theater as much as you do concerts and so much more. I did not go to the Beyonce concert earlier this year. Did you, Jonathan? Did you get a chance to, or were you even interested? I wasn't dealing with that mess. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Why? No, that's, got, that's a whole different animal. It is a different animal. That's like Taylor Swift. I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. deal. I didn't deal. I didn't want to deal with Tay Tay either. Didn't did you call her Tay Tay? Yes. No, you did not call yes. her Tay Tay. Yes. Oh my goodness. I had to be down here downtown in the studio while that concert was going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, all the all the Taylor Swift fans were down the you know down the street. Didn't have to deal with all the the the. The, the mess but and the chaos. A, but what a blessing here in the great state of Minnesota. It's been, to have it's Beyonce been, come, to have Taylor Swift come, and so many more. I mean, Shaka Khan was at the state fair. It's been Boys to Men was run. at the state fair. It's been a very good run of shows this year with, like you said, with Beyonce, with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers was here. Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes, they were here <gasps> earlier in the summer. Is, is the main guy still with them? Anthony Keys, yeah, the, all four of the the, uh, the the originals the originals are still playing. I used to because you know they they usually perform in no shirts. Yes, at least one of them does. Uh, I believe I, can't say all I of believe them. Flea, who was the bassist, was still performing <laughs> with just one no article shirt. of clothing on. One article. Uh, well, thank just, God for that. Just one. Just <laughs> one article over a specific area. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the right thing to do. Sure. But sure. we are getting more and more bigger and bigger artists to come to the great state of Minnesota. Well, there, there's always been a. Uh, this has always been a hotbed, especially, is, especially in this and... in this area. This mm-hmm. is this is it. Outside of Chicago, this is where you're going to find your major concerts because you don't get them going to Fargo a whole lot or to Omaha or to Des Moines. This is a hot. This is a a basic hotbed for yeah. all the major artists to stop and come through. So you have stuff like Target Field, Target Center, yeah. U.S. Bank Stadium, XL Energy Center that can house these major concerts, these major acts. And it's it, it's you can't sell it short. You cannot sell this area short when it comes to proper venues, proper enthusiasm, and a proper setting for major acts to come to. Well, you know, Michael, of course, being in Los Angeles, he loves to go see shows as well. So most recently, just like a few days ago, he saw Maxwell. I had a crush on Maxwell a long time ago. You, you and about. <laughs> oh, it's you and the about lips, man. It's umpteenth, the lips. <laughs> umpteenth million number of women. <laughs> oh, gosh. And he had okay, a red, okay, all red okay. suit. Wait, 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 wait. Before what? we go to break, I have to ask this question. Uh-oh. Maxwell Uh-oh. or D'Angelo? Oh, come on. You're talking about D'Angelo with the body all built up yep. and all. Ah, Maxwell you or You got to put those two together? Yes. Are you kidding me? You have and to you choose. And you want me to choose? You, you want choose. me to choose. You not going to happen. Choose. Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You have to choose. It's, I can't. I, no. Because, <laughs> you know, Maxwell has stage fright. 
And he I has didn't know been, that, no. oh yeah, but he has been growing through it and doing better and better. I mean, this was many years ago when it was announced that he, you know, always had a challenge right. with being on the stage. But now you should have seen him. I saw some video that Michael um, had, had was able to give to me and, oh, it's when, the lips. When did you stop drooling? <laughs> nope, still drooling. Okay, okay. <laughs> Good but to know. D'Angelo's voice is amazing, too. So I know we have to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. You want to know who that is, don't you? I know. So do I. Well, it's Amy LeVere. That song is called Painting Blue and in parentheses on everything. <laughs> and she is joining us now to talk about her show that's happening on September 15th, kicking off Landmark Center's 12th annual landmark live concert series hello amy how are you i'm fine how are you i'm so excited to meet you even by phone um you are renowned internationally and in the home of the blues memphis tennessee amy levere has a repertoire that seamlessly blends originality and timelessness the singer songwriter has garnered recognition and admiration from both songwriters and critics alike npr's robert siegel says that she's specializes in lyrics that are more barbed than her sweet soprano prepares you for. I agree with that. Well done and welcome to CCO. Okay, so here you are driving through the cities, you know, finding your way to wherever you're supposed to be, and then here you are on radio with us tonight. I am so excited to welcome you. And I just want to know, how do you choose what songs to perform on September 15th at the Landmark Center? Okay. Well, I I have a I usually have at my feet a, a list of so many songs. Right. And then I and then I just sort of feel the flow of the room and and play what seems to be required. It seems to be required. There you go. Well, yeah. your catalog is just growing and growing, steadily growing. And, of course, your live performances are anything but predictable. So, you know, for most of us that would sit back and go, I'm going to ask her questions like, you know, are you going to do all the songs on that one album or something like that? No, I want to hear what inspires you to sing any song. Does it happen immediately when you walk in the space during rehearsal or all of a sudden when the show starts, you know it's on? And that the songs will come to your mind. Well, I mean, I think certainly, like for instance, we played in Portland at a place called uh, the Grand Old Church, and it was just this big room with a lot of natural reverb and a big pipe organ behind me. And so, I think that room definitely inspired me to um, play the ones that I knew that would really kind of carry in that space well. But generally, generally, it's not until I see the audience and who's there and what mood I'm in. And, you know, I have to, it's going to have to be organic. So it's going to be, a lot of it has to do with my mood, I guess, more than anything, really. Yeah, you know, the whole thing for me as an artist is that you walk in the space and all of a sudden you know exactly what you want to sing. And I, I find that bizarre, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many other artists say the same thing. When you... Um, like your latest album being called Painting Blue, when you came with that, did you say to yourself, okay, wherever I I go, I'm going to sing some of those new songs? Or do you just feel it and go, hey, I'm going for whatever it is, whatever I need to do? Yeah, I think I just do what I need to do. You know, and I'm not, um, if it's a real small, intimate space, you know, there's times where I definitely leave it 
you know, near the end, I've opened it up to the audience to holler out anything that they missed hearing. So, you know, because I do want to put on a show that people walk away with feeling satisfied from, you know. Yeah. but, uh, you know, if it's not an intimate space, that's a little trickier to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the gigs out, well, my shows are so, and I'm sure it's like that for a lot of artists where, you know, it's two stinkers and then one beautiful show. You know, some, sometimes you just, there's always a Monday or a Tuesday in a new town or, you know, just somewhere you've never really gotten any traction yeah, and and then there's other shows where you somehow it's worked and you have a built-in crowd and it's fantastic or people know to come. So it's always a surprise to me. <laughs> it's always a surprise to artists all the time. It's so true, yeah. and then you never know what the audience is going to do in the middle of the concert, right? Maybe those people who sit there and say, "I want to hear such and such a song," and she's not singing that song. It's amazing how some people feel like they are in control of your own music. It's amazing, <laughs> but you know, your performances have been called hypnotic and mesmerizing and legendary. And just to hear those three words—that's remarkable. Do you sit back and say, "Yep, that's me," or do you sit back and go, "Who are they?" <laughs> talking about <laughs> uh, I, I think I have probably been those things you know every now and then but you know sometimes I, I don't know what's happened to me this tour but I've had this really um, this very healthy sense of humor this tour we've been having a lot of fun so I would say that the shows have been more fun than mesmerizing you know um, yeah, I don't know. I've been I've just been really been having a lot of a lot of fun this trip. I guess it's just been a long time. We're out west right now, actually. Uh, we had our first day off today, and we went. We got to drive through Yellowstone, which oh. was just magical. I haven't been been there since I was a kid, and I haven't traveled to tour west in um, you know three and a half years. So it's just been really fun to be out on the west coast and. Now we're working our way your way. Yeah. So we'll be in, uh, we were just in, uh, um, I don't know where we were. Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited that you're coming. You have such, Me too. your voice I'm is, really is hypnotizing. It. it really is. It's a beautiful voice. And I know that, at least I've heard that you can sing the big songs. You can sing that small voice and just... Let it out. Um, so people are really excited to come to the concert. It's on September 15th at the Landmark Live Concert Series. Uh, series. If people want more information, go to landmarkcenter.org slash landmark dash live. Um, we just can't wait to have you here in the cities. I hope I get to meet you. And if I don't, just know I'll be thinking about you, okay? Well, thank you for sharing it with everyone. You're welcome, Amy. We hope to talk to you again soon. Take care. Likewise. Thank you. All right. That's Amy LeVere. Painting Blue is the name of the album. Do not miss it. Her voice alone tells us, tells us exactly what that is. All right, everyone. This is our last interview for tonight, and it has been a blast being here with you. Thank you for sticking and staying with us right here at WCCO. I'll see you next Sunday. Good night. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.